Welcome to season two of the Everyday People podcast with me, your host, Nyung Vo, all the way from London. I'm your everyday person whose mission is to give everyday people a platform to share their incredible story, learnings and life tools to inspire you to create your best life. I believe that you don't have to be famous, turn over a million a year or be in a high position to have something powerful to share and leave a positive impact on your community. I believe the only prerequisite is that you are being you and you are living the amazing life that is in alignment with you. That is enough to inspire me to go live my best life. Will you join me on this journey of sharing, learning and living alongside everyday people? Welcome to season two of the Everyday People podcast with Nung Vo. Joining me from London while I'm in the studio in Melbourne is Nung Vo herself to talk about what's happening this season because we almost thought this podcast was coming to an end because you were making a big career move. So how have you been, Nung? Yeah, so since the last time we chatted, the pandemic happened, which coincided with me landing in London and then the first lockdown happened. Yeah, so it's been a crazy year. I realise we haven't chatted properly and since the end of 2019 when the podcast was wrapping and if people don't know my voice, I produced season one and we really thought that uh, things were going to change and maybe you'd find a new producer, but <laughs> I'm still kicking around and you really want to make season two bigger and better. Well, that's the thing about the pandemic that you've taught me is that, you know, we can still do things virtually and it's quite normal these days. I mm. guess I'm more open-minded now about, you know, having guests on Zoom. Like we're looking at each other now over Zoom while recording this and it feels like you've been around in my life still, even though you've been in London for a year now. Uh, you never would have expected this pandemic to happen. Did you think about coming home? Oh, gosh. So when I got here and I started looking for work, lockdown happened and there was so much uncertainty when the first lockdown happened because this has never happened before. So companies weren't willing to hire or they, they needed to sort out what was happening with their company before they think about employing. So it wasn't a good time for me to look for work. And of course, my family was like, come home, Nyung, come home. Mm. You know, everyone's just like, of course, she's going to come home. Like she hasn't found a job and it's going to be hard. Lots of people are losing their job during this time. But I knew that regardless if I was going to stay in London or go home, that I would have to ride out the pandemic, whether it's in London or in Melbourne. And where would I rather ride it out? In this new country, like might as well, like I'm ready mm. here. And it's quite bold of you because some people might immediately see that as a reason to to leave. I had some backup money and I think it was enough to give myself six months time to figure things out. And I told myself and I told my family that it's going to work out because it always does. Mm. So I'm just buying time until it works out and doing whatever I can. I think a lot of people would know what it would feel like to not be working Mm. for longer than you expected there's like a sort of fatigue that you feel and I was itching to get back to full-time work you know I was done with working part-time I was done with not having a routine I wanted full-time work 
after. Yeah. And how did you go about Almost getting a year. that when it hadn't been coming in in that first six months? Once you did, you just change something that led to you getting a job? Um, I had to be patient. I had to just adapt. I knew that the central shops that were open were like the what do you call it, the groceries, the supermarkets. Called? The supermarkets. <laughs> Did you really so, forget the word supermarket? That's amazing. What happened to you in London? <laughs> so, like, knowing where people were hiring most, I was like, okay, I need to find a job at the supermarket because that's the only job that's allowed at the moment. I wow, was, that's so interesting. You just have to go with the flow. And I ended up working at the organic shop and mm. it was such a great experience. Yeah, tell me more about what, what it was like to work at an organic store. I had to learn how to make coffee and I don't drink coffee. And because I was from Melbourne, people were expecting like amazing coffee from me. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is so new <laughs> like to me. Like we're just born with the skills to make you like an oat flat white. <laughs> so yeah, I think I disappointed people a lot. But like I make it up with having conversations and being curious about their day and asking lots of questions, which is what I'm like. So distract um, them from the terrible coffee. <laughs> yeah. Let's get real about the process of doing this podcast because I think it was a real roller coaster ride, whether or not you were going to continue. Some days you message me going, I quit. This, is, this podcast is dead to me. I can't do it anymore. And then you're like, I met this person and I think they're going to be my uh, graphic designer. And then you'd be like, no, I don't want a graphic designer. I'm going to do it myself. And it's just like every day something different. Like, what was it like from your perspective, in your own words? Again, because I couldn't plan anything and I'm like, um, my focus should be on myself and enjoying London and like settling in London. That already in itself is a project. So I'm like, why am I also doing a podcasting project? I'm overwhelming myself. And just because I didn't know like where I was going to be at in terms of my job, my career, and that had to be a priority as well. But then I know that I get so much joy from doing my podcast. So that's what makes me think I should continue it. So this is like tug of war inside my head. And I just had to leave it for during December and January. I just had to just not think about it and just leave it. And then come end of January, I figured it out that I wanted to continue it. But I think that was like a good way of figuring out what to do next. Just freaking not think about it for a while and it will come to you. Mm, yeah, sometimes with decisions you have to make, subconsciously your brain's working on it you will figure it out for me I find the punchline to a joke when I'm not thinking or like a great story that I forgot about will emerge but when you wanted to quit it coincided with getting a sponsor which was bizarre because you're like oh I think I'm going to pull out of the game and then suddenly people are like we love your stuff so much we would like to give you some money for it so Alchemy Construct is now sponsoring season two of the podcast. Like, do you think that's weird? <laughs> How things worked out? Yeah. A book that I read recently, it's called First You Make the Beast Beautiful by Sarah Wilson. And she was thinking about, this is very graphic, but she was mm. thinking about suicide. And then I think a week later, she got offered um, a job as a judge for MasterChef, the first MasterChef Australia. Her book's about anxiety and dealing with anxiety. I just thought that part related to what we're talking about, so I mm. shared that. So basically mm. the lesson the lesson is you just keep going. No matter how you feel, you just keep going because you don't know where it's going to lead you. Does it and apply like, in, in most situations? Because I feel like there might be somewhere you can't keep going. you gotta, you got to call it quits if you're not mentally in the right place as well. 
Well, things happen not because of that moment that you're down. Things happen because of what you've done before. It all adds up. Mm -hmm. So she got offered that MasterChef role, not because of she was suicidal that day. (laughs) When you're down that one day or when you're struggling that one week, it just accounts for like one part of your Mm -hmm. life. The outcomes is based on like the overall. Yeah. And and that's something we need to remind ourselves of, like when we're down, like, oh, this is the stuff that I've achieved in the past. And like this point now isn't what defines me. I got a good tip from a friend, which was having a brag book that you collect compliments that people have given you or important notes if people have given you feedback, photos of defining moments. And then when you're feeling down, you go back to your book and you might never show that book to anyone, but it's like a pump up your own tires thing. Um, I really like that. Okay, let's talk job stuff. How are you finding your job? Job stuff? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've been out of the career game for a while now. Job stuff, things that normal people do to make money. I found a job finally on a construction project. What's the name but of that, your role? It's called a site engineer role. Every day during the pandemic, mm-hmm. I get to work on site. So that's like a plus because I get to be around people still and work with my subcontractors. Yeah, it's so important to get out of the house during lockdown here in Melbourne, having work that meant I had the letter to get out of the house and just see people because we had to have permits in order to even leave the house. I actually had the letter because of volunteering to do radio, but they treated it like it was a job. And I didn't realise how much just seeing another human and talking to them face-to-face affects your mental health in a positive way. We're in the middle of a chat with Nung Vo, the host of this podcast. We're going to talk more about her experiences in London right after this. Hey, it's Annie Louie here, co-producer of the Everyday People podcast and Nung's first ever guest. We are super excited because season two has been made possible thanks to the support of our brand new sponsor, Alchemy Construct. If you haven't heard of them, Alchemy Construct is an innovative commercial construction company in Melbourne who have worked on massive projects like the Royal Melbourne Hospital, RMIT University, and now this podcast. To find out more about their work, head to alchemyconstruct.com or feast your eyes on their beautiful Instagram page at Alchemy Construct. Now let's get back to the juicy stuff. So you're coming soon to the end of your two-year visa for Australians under 30 and you're thinking of staying even longer. Have you achieved what you wanted to? Is that because you need more time? What's the deal? Well, it's nearly a year since I've been in London and I have a year left and I planned this trip to have lots of travels in it, but because of the pandemic, I haven't been able to do that. And I want that opportunity to do that. And I really enjoy the experience of working in construction in London. So I want to extend that. If I have a choice, I will just stay longer because I'm settling, kind of settling now. Can you see yourself living in London forever? I don't know. I don't really plan that far ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You did find a cool group of Aussies slash Asians living in London, didn't you? I did. I met a lot of people on social media, actually, because I have my podcast. It'd be a discussion point when I meet other creatives on Instagram. I guess like having a side project is sort of like putting yourself out there. And when you put yourself out there, people vibe with that. Um, Yeah, I feel grateful for my social media experience and having a podcast. 
did you find that you were gravitating towards people who were Australian or Kiwi because it feels familiar or you were kind of mixing with anyone? No, I mixed with anyone. I mean, being in a new country and not knowing anyone, I had to make new friends and I didn't know who I was going to become friends with. But I've met lots of people that I've, you know, not met before, like the types of people. So I guess just meeting people from all walks of life and being challenged by that. So and good and bad, what... it sounds like. Not everyone was a positive influence. No, it's just like, you know, when you meet people that are different to what you usually know or what you're familiar with, you kind of get to learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. You get to learn about other people, but you learn about yourself as well and what you're uncomfortable with. And what you <laughs> <laughs> Like it's confronting, is that what you mean, to meet people who bring up different thoughts or parts of your personality? Definitely, like, meeting people who are more liberal than me challenges me. Not, they're not challenging people. It's just people who are more liberal than me makes me feel challenged because their mind's more expanded mm. and my mind's more limited. Yep. That's pretty self-aware of you to pick up on anyway. <laughs> I'm proud of you for doing that. <laughs> the point of being here is to expand my world internally and externally. Is there anything <laughs> that you miss a lot about Australia? Oh my God, I miss Australians. <laughs> I feel like it takes more time for people to understand me here who aren't Australians. I don't know, like when I'm really open and chatty and friendly, you know, I get told that that's very Australian. Sometimes I feel the pressure that we have to be the larrikins, like we're the funny ones of the world and just don't take things too seriously or Or just down to earth. But like apparently English people are more reserved and careful and slow burning. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. We we don't really notice it because, yeah, we're living here and then you go overseas and suddenly the cultural differences, you can spend lengthy conversations talking about what do you call this thing or what you, you say that or that's slang and people don't get it. Um, all right, well, we're going to wrap up soon. So give us a rundown of where you see season two going for this podcast and what goals have you got for this series? It's the same goals. I enjoy sharing stories and sharing diverse voices and – you know, I, I'm going to do a few more virtual interviews, which is different. And I just want to see more more guests from industries or from backgrounds that I haven't had on the podcast before. And I think one thing that I'm learning as well while doing season two is that you don't have to have like some major story to be to have an inspiring story. Because, you know, all my guests so far, there's something that happened in their life and that's led them to something. But sometimes for people, their life is just their life. Like they've just been living their life, like nothing bad happened or nothing traumatic happened that led to something. But it doesn't mean that their story isn't inspirational. It doesn't mean they don't have something to share still. So that's one thing that I've learned is to see the inspiration in stories that are more every day even, you know? Mm-hmm. If you could go back to you starting your podcast, what would you say to Nung then? I don't know. I'm pretty happy with how I've gone. I've always like once in a while remind myself why I, I do it because when I forget why I do it, then I don't know where I'm going with it. 
And I think I've always checked in to see why I'm doing it because I'm spending money on this project. I'm investing time into it. I'm not just doing it with my eyes closed. How do you check in on that? I just write, I guess, write in my journal or talk to friends. It's what I do with every part of my life, actually. I check in on why I'm in London. I check in on why I'm in construction because I don't want to do things without a sense of direction. That's just how I work. Mm. Actually, now that you've mentioned it, I want to ask you one more thing, which is about energy levels because we discovered something about burnout and I think I told you about spoon theory that you have a certain amount of spoons in a day and some people use more spoons than others and can maintain the energy levels so that by the end of the day someone might have two spoons and another person still has ten, which they started with. So tell me a little bit about what you've discovered in the past year around energy. Yeah, definitely. That's why I used the word overwhelmed before when I said, you know, being in a new country, that's a project, and then having a podcast, that's a project. And... I had to kind of work on one thing at a time, which is, you know, settling into London first, having a home, having a stable job, having a routine, and then I am ready to work on the podcast. So it was happening too fast at the start where you try to integrate so many different parts of your life at the same time. I was just ambitious. The thing with me is I am, am always ambitious. That is one trait of mine that I am proud of, but it can make me overwhelmed. Mm. Um, but it's a good lesson to learn. It's good to experience it and then know how I can manage it. Because I was thinking back to how it's not you do the podcast or the podcast doesn't exist. It's not one or the other, which is why I thought if you quit the podcast, it's such a shame because you could be releasing an episode even like every three months or something, but at least it still lives. So I think we get into the trap of that all or nothing thinking. thing. I am sort of sometimes the all or nothing kind of person. And as I've gotten older, I've realised that maybe it's not the healthiest way to go about things you do the all or nothing because you don't want to process it but if you Mm. give time in between you process it you regulate how you feel about it and then you can make a decision how am I going to make it work if I want to keep it going be creative with it instead of the all or nothing so yeah here we are doing (laughs) podcasts over the internet because you can and that's one way of navigating around that you seem really wise now so that's out. <laughs> You're always reading That's something. <laughs> That's I find that very inspiring because I don't have time to read, but I've actually read more than I have in previous years already. So thanks for inspiring me in that way and many more ways <laughs> as well. I just really wish I could come and visit you because what a great place London is and I would love to have a tour guide. Do you have any final words before we wrap up episode three? We're not going to ask you any questions for the rest of the season. I mean, some of your guests might, but they won't be as hard-hitting as I've done in the last uh, Hard-hitting. <laughs> so my last construction job that I had before I left Melbourne, I was pretty happy there. And so I knew that if I wasn't going to make a change in my life and go and live and work overseas, that I would be at this job for another 10 years or something. And I was like, but I don't know myself. How can I be a great employee, a great friend, a great daughter, a great partner, if I don't know myself yet and I'm planning to settle now. So that's why I'm in London. And let me tell you, the last year during the pandemic, I've learned so much about myself. It's been really tough, Mm. but I learned so much and I've grown so much. And I think, yeah, I'll be ready to settle 
down somewhere. And that's why I'm saying, you know, maybe I want to settle in London for a bit longer because mm. I can after figuring myself out or getting closer to myself. Yeah, I can't believe how positive you are because, you know, we've got uh, everyone's talking about this UK strain of the virus. And it sounds <laughs> scary as all hell. And then uh, I look at you and you're just upbeat and cheerful and maybe maybe outside of your house everything is on fire. But at least for now, you seem quite uh, good in terms of your mindset. I don't really have control over what's happening outside of me. So, yeah, I just try and make sure that I have good energy and that I take care of myself. And I think that's a really good way to think about it because it is outside of your control and people are spending so much time complaining about restrictions and we've got daily changes to mask rules and where we can go in capacity numbers and things like that. But yeah, we really can't control it. You gotta just trust the process that we're going to come out of it and that it's good for us. So we've just been catching up with Nung Vo, the host of the Everyday People podcast. You can follow the pod on Instagram at everydaypeople underscore podcast. Nung's a big fan of LinkedIn as well if you want to connect with her there. But otherwise, stay tuned for more episodes that will be dropping throughout this year. Some really great Australian guests are coming up that uh, I have already booked. So you really want to listen to those ones when they drop. But otherwise, I've been Annie Louie. I'm a comedian and helping Nung produce a few of the episodes. And you can find me at Annie Louie on Instagram.